Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Virgin and the Bees podcast. I'm your host Zarina, my pronouns are she and her, and today's episode is very special because we have not one, but six guests joining us today. This was a super fun episode for me to film. It was really enlightening to have these conversations with my friends, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Just a little context. I realized after filming this that everyone involved in this video either went to UC Santa Barbara or UC Santa Cruz. So both of those places have a pretty strong hookup culture present. At least they did pre-COVID, I'm not sure about now, but I always kind of assumed that most colleges had a strong hookup culture and just being in the ages of like 18 to 22 regardless of whether or not you're in school. I just always thought that was just an age where a lot of people felt the pressures to like involve themselves in hookup culture. But I've talked to people where this wasn't the case and people who went to like small private religious schools and everything about sex was more kind of hush hush. I'm not saying that every small religious school is like that, but hookup culture isn't present everywhere but it definitely was where we went to school so that's kind of the atmosphere and environment that me and these people in this episode kind of went through in college so just a little context there but without further ado let's get started and meet our guests my name is lauren i identify as bisexual is what i go by and my pronouns are she they you can use either for me uh, hi my name is austin my pronouns are he him and my sexual orientation is straight hi i'm darcy my pronouns are she and her and i am a lesbian i'm dominica geyer she her my pronouns i'm primarily straight but i would say occasionally I do feel attracted to girls so I'd identify more as hetero flexible. My name is Michael Luce. My pronouns are he him and I am a heterosexual male here in the California area of Los Angeles. Hi I'm Carly. My pronouns are she or they and I identify as bisexual. <laughs> Question number one is, what has your experience been like navigating hookup culture? I definitely very quickly on realized that I didn't love it that much. And I felt like I was supposed to because it seemed like all my friends were kind of into it. So it was kind of interesting kind of navigating that, you know, before the pandemic when I was like going to clubs and bars, very much immersed in hookup culture, um, just inherently in those environments, I feel like. It interested me. It intrigues me, especially like people watching and stuff. Um, the concept of it interests me, but uh, it definitely wasn't something that I found myself motivated to engage in unless I was trying to like seem like everyone else but mm. not for me as a whole yeah but no judgment I think it's cool I just personally don't love like just random hookups just first off like the big thing is like I'm kind of like falling to a little more of a nerdy sort of more introverted type of person in general so I don't think I have the most classical 
expectation like you see in coming of age movies. Also, when I first entered college, literally the first woman I met in college, I ended up dating for two years. High school, I was also very much a stay at home, didn't go to parties type of kid. So like definitely nothing like that in high school at all. And then I went to college and it was immediately in a two year long relationship. So um, I never really even entered hookup culture as like an entity. It always been kind of just like a background thing. Like my roommates bringing home, you know, people to the house or like back to the dorm room or whatever. And we're like going to the party and, you know, your friend goes off with someone else. But like, I never had that sort of thing for the first couple of years of college. And then I kind of entered my junior year of college was like really tough overall, like educationally. So I didn't really partying at all or doing anything like that. And so I really didn't enter like what would be considered hookup culture until my senior year of college, until I turned 21. And that's kind of when I did like experience trying to like actually like go to a party and like, you know, meeting someone and be like, oh, there's like actually a potential I can like more can happen out of this. That's kind of where I started interacting with that. And yeah, I mean, it was always just like one of those things that like I wasn't very ever really great at. It's very nerve wracking sometimes, you know, just go up to a person and talk to them and stuff like that. But then also like, I'm not saying like, I'm not, didn't completely like stay away from it. And like, there's definitely times where like I met people and like had a connection. So I kind of felt like more most of my life and except for like that one little period, I kind of only saw the hookup scene as kind of like something that was there that I wasn't really participating in as much as I feel like a lot of people do in their college experience and a lot of people don't. So, yeah. I didn't really start having sex until college. Um, I was a virgin until about 20 years old. And then I had sex with a man for the first time when I was 20. Ever since then, I kind of like had a history of hooking up with a lot of dudes and like, you know, the whole college experience and whatever. Didn't start hooking up with women until I had my first relationship with a woman when I was 22 in college. Kind of it's been more hookups and more like casual sex with men than it has been with women because of something in our society where it just feels like, and this is my personal experience, but it feels like men are more open to casual sexual encounters and one night stand type situations than it has felt like with women in my experience. Yeah, so it's been through the lens of like, kind of figuring out my sexuality as well and what gender or genders that I'm attracted to. And so through the hookup culture and through my relationships, I've learned that and yeah. Honestly, it's been kind of a mixed bag. I feel like I've had both positive and negative experiences with it. You know, sometimes it's been a lot of fun, like when getting over like a bad breakup or something, but sometimes hookup culture can become difficult. Like if you find someone you're hooking up with and then like you catch feelings for that person or vice versa, it can get like pretty muddy. So I think there's definitely like both positive and negative aspects to hookup culture. So definitely my experience has been very mixed for sure. I got to say, it's it, it's been weird. I, I, I think I came out of it and, you know, living in it pretty fine. It's 
it's weird because when I when I first entered the culture, you know, is when I got to college, you know, kind of when most people really come into their sexuality with expressing it. I, I wouldn't say I did, you know, great or bad or anything. I, I was just kind of like, what do I even do here? You know, I don't want to be a weirdo. Don't want to hurt anybody, but also like what's what's right for me and what do I want? Because in a hookup culture, it, it really isn't kind of what I've wanted in terms of intimacy and like sexual encounters. Like, yeah, it'd be, you know, it's like, Hey, it feels good. Okay, cool. But the way that I really need to exist in an environment or the hookup culture is personally, I, I prefer a more personal connection, you know, just me being myself. I like to know the person I can be with. I, I like having that kind of connection and really being able to, you know, understand like, what do you want me to do for you in this moment, but also like that, that buildup of like day after day, making a very personal connection to someone and not just being like, wow, this is a very attractive, intimate moment, but just how can I show almost an appreciation, like how having you in my life consistently, or even just for a very strong short period of time, how can I express that passion, not just for that one, you know, night or that one encounter, but continually show that everything about them is beautiful and everything about them is something that I want to want to be intimate with. So hookup culture was a lot that I had to wade through. And I definitely had awkward moments and moments that were you know difficult. Like how do you when you go into a situation where there are plenty of people who are like, I want to, you know, have a night and then I don't ever want to see you again, or I want to have a consistent thing, but it's no strings attached. You know, that's not good or bad. Everyone's allowed to have their own experience and their own kind of wants. But I definitely had to really learn, like, what am I going to have to do or who am I going to have to start meeting and in what forums in order to, you know, get the results I really want. And so it was, it was a little difficult, but I can't say that it really ended up badly. Like, I learned a lot about myself and that when it comes to those kinds of things, you don't have to settle, change, or really become someone you're really not. You don't have to just decide what to do with your sexuality until you're comfortable. And I'm so glad that I didn't just change who I was because it was popular or because I thought people were like, you should just hook up with people 25-7. I was allowed to take it at my own speed. And everybody welcomed that decision just as much as I was welcoming people doing the opposite. And and I think hookup culture, just because of what we call it, gets a bad rap. Like, when you say hookup, we still have that cultural mindset that, you know, oh, you hook up and then you just cut it off or you're never going to see that person again. For, for a lot of people, it's not so, like, removed from emotion and it's not necessarily, you know, a bad thing to be like, hey, you have this, you know, moment or tryst, whatever it is. And you can both leave that and say, hey, I'm you know, a better person. I got what I wanted out of it. And we can both leave this as amicably and, you know, continue talks as much as you want. Because if everyone's able to feel comfortable enough to even have the words or have the conversations early enough to develop healthy patterns and healthy relationships, however they want, I think that that's a conversation we don't have and words we don't develop because, you know, a lot of people enter and they're not ready and they, and they get into these situations where they're pressured to act a certain way because they, they don't know any better or they just feel like that's what they're expected to do. It's about you know, that choice and doing what you want and hookup just makes it sound like one and done. It's been a rocky road. 
Um, I think I'm, I'm a serial monogamist, or at least I was. Um, and so when I got out of my almost five year long relationship, I went through all of college and my master's program in a relationship. So I didn't really get to experiment as much as I thought. And I was like, I'll try it. Like, I'll see how it goes. And I think like, it's just been, it's been tough for me because I'm so used to being in a relationship with a partner and having that like attached bond that like, it's weird for me to like be intimate with somebody that is essentially a stranger to me. So I've, I've tried a couple of times and it just like, hasn't really felt good or I, I haven't been able to communicate in the ways that I wanted to, or I just haven't felt fully able to be myself with, with these people, just cause I don't know them. And so my, experience with hookup culture is that I discovered that I am not into hookup culture but that's like a a personal thing and I totally acknowledge that people love to be independent or they like to be with multiple people and that's totally up to them and and what they decide you know but I think for me it's it's been really difficult navigating it just because I'm not the type of person who can detach easily or feel comfortable being intimate without knowing a person. Question two is what have you learned about yourself? The main thing that I realized about myself is that for me, sex, if there's no emotional intimacy then I don't really get a lot out of it (laughs) um and it's just not appealing to me so that definitely was a big thing that I realized about myself that I didn't really realize um like growing up or anything like that I also realized that people's approaches to to hooking up into sex are Mm. so different like for some people you have sex and then you get to know each other and then you form an emotional bond. And I've, you know, I've done that. I feel like a lot of people have done that where it is kind of that like, you know, Gen Z millennial, like you have sex first and then you do all the other stuff. But um, I I also realized very much that sex is a lot more enjoyable personally if I do have some sort of bond already. I think I also realized that there are so many different ways that you can experience like sexuality with someone like in some situations like that might just be what you're both looking for is more of just like a friends with benefits hookup type thing and that's totally fine and that's valid um and then you know in some situations you might be looking for more emotional attachment and sometimes people aren't looking for that I definitely realized that for me, I tend to find an emotional attachment a little more important, but it's also totally possible to engage in a more friends with benefits relationship. But um, I learned kind of about the importance of communication for me and just making sure that both people are on the same page, because if not, it can get very messy very quickly. (laughs) I guess I just learned that like how to be confident sort of thing just like how to like go to someone and then just talk to this person you've never talked to before with that idea being in the background. And also just in general, how I, I've always been more comfortable and you just like, and being happier and like being with one person who you really are into and like love, it just comes down to like 
either just one thing that's just kind of a flash in the pan and like nothing else happens or like you try to make something with someone and like it's just like things fall apart always like little mini heartbreaks because like sometimes like you can get into someone and like I like developing a relationship with someone like I get, I get into someone and like it's not serious so then like things fall apart then you're just like oh well okay <laughs> and it's just it's, it's it can be hard so yeah I, I guess it's just mostly what I learned about myself is just yeah let's not something that's like a little uncomfortable overall for me to just try and do and like all the little things the little crutches used to like be part of like a culture like that is aren't great things like you know getting a little tipsy to like be able to talk to someone isn't necessarily the most healthy way of doing of doing something like that and like the sort of depression that comes around from like having a dating app and like swiping talking to someone for like two messages and then suddenly randomly getting unmatched or whatever it's just like not not a lot of fun at all it's kind of always portrayed as like this fun thing like this you know ritual almost of college like oh yeah join up in this thing like you go sleep around a little bit sort of thing they don't like show like the also just loneliness of it at times I learned that I am a lesbian (laughs) but also like I also learned that I am very attracted to like new I don't know if that makes sense like I'm very uh, sexually attracted to trying new things in the bedroom and like even if it turns out that I don't like it I'll give an example that ties perfectly into why I realized I was a lesbian is that and this is rare the first time I had sex was actually a great experience and you hear the narrative in lesbian like dialogues about having sex with men that they're so repulsed and they're so just like the thought of a penis is like vomit inducing but for me it's really not it's just that like it's lackluster for me in comparison to women so that's how I knew but to kind of tie back into like the newness is what I'm attracted to the first time I had sex with a man was really good for me because it was a new thing. Like I was losing my virginity and I was excited about like having a new experience. So I don't know if that even really makes much sense, but like I learned, I love trying new things. I learned that sex while hooking up is not as good sex for me as it is with someone that I am romantically interested in even though like it's good enough, like it gets the job done. It's not like, you know, as amazing as it is with your romantic partner. I also learned, (laughs) I also learned that you're kind of, what are they called? Your preferences in having sex with people can change over time, not just the gender, but like also what specific acts you're into in the bedroom can change over time. Well, I've learned that I am pretty like sexually free spirited actually, and that I'm pretty confident in my sexuality, but I think I've become more emotional as I've grown up because I think hooking up was like more fun for me when I was like 17, 18. But then as I matured a bit more, I sort of learned that I've become more emotional. I think one thing about the hookup culture that is a bit problematic is it sort of blurred conventional relationships too. I think it's sometimes harder to know like sometimes what people are looking for because some people might be like oh I want a relationship but then it turns out 
they just want to hook up or even like the other way around they might be like yeah I want to hook up but then they turn out to be more into wanting a relationship I find that it's a complicated things a little bit there's so many different like arrangements out there these days sometimes like you might meet someone for example even at a party or something but then you can be so confused like that person might be like oh you're so awesome but you don't know if they're like telling you that because they just want to hook up or if they're actually like into you and want to like start dating you that can definitely happen you know, I, I, I really had to learn, you know, for myself, I learned that there's, there, there was an implicit bias that I kind of had. I'll, I'll admit that I was one of those persons that looked down on hookup culture. Like, I, I was like, that's, that's not what I want. And, you know, since I had that leading my thoughts, I was like, if it's not what I want, it, it's obviously, you know, just lower on, lower on the social rung of priorities of importance and whatnot. But it took a lot of just trying to see from other people's viewpoints and talk to them, have these conversations with people that thought differently for me. And, you know, thank God college gave me that because it wasn't like some life-changing revelatory, like, oh my gosh, everything I've known is wrong. Like what's going on? But it was just enough to realize that it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. People differing on this, it's not people that are, you know, wild. It's just people that had different attitudes. And when I learned about those different attitudes, it, it wasn't even like, oh, hey, you're speaking a different language. It was just, oh, I just had this kind of opinion on it that really wasn't fair, wasn't founded. I guess part of that was my upbringing and I guess an isolated culture that just you know taught me a certain way. And I'm glad to have unlearned that. And it helps me in a lot of ways to like question a lot of the other, I would say dumb social norms that I've just come to accept because no one challenged them. They didn't see a reason. That's one side thing, like just understanding you have an implicit bias on a lot of things that you can work on. But when it came to like other aspects of hookup culture, I really understood, you know, one, how I like navigating those kinds of intimate experiences, like really having a reason for why I like having a more personal connection with people, not just because it's what I chose, but I'm like, oh, this is why I do this. And likewise, again, recognizing that bias, there are reasons why people choose what they want to do. And just kind of having that, honestly, empathetic moment. It was one of the things that helped me build a stronger sense of empathy. As, you know, That's a side conversation about men developing empathy, but we don't have to go there. But it helped me really develop that side just because it, it so sex is something that everyone is, you know, is able to put into themselves into a box where we are able to think of ourselves in the sexual experience first and not everyone in that. Cause it's with something so innately personal, it's kind of tough to do that out of the first time. But without having those conversations, I was just so locked into that box of understanding. But the more I talked, the more I really understood, I was really like, oh, wow. It's not just, you know, sexual chemistry and intimacy, but people's emotions and wants and feelings and life and other attitudes. It's a very weird way to kind of open the door to like understanding the human, you know, way of life, empathy and understanding, you know, people, they're, they're more complex than I can ever really imagine. So trying to typecast them along one very pathetic schema that I have known isn't going to get me anywhere. So that's one thing I'm, I'm glad, you know, empathy, but then also just understanding where I need to be in a sexual like world with my partners and whatnot. 
that it's not just something that I'm going to be so willy nilly at labeling or judging, but if I'm going to at least understand someone, there's probably a reason why, no matter what their answer is, they've arrived at. And without meeting as many people as I did, there's no way I couldn't have been as open as I am to just understanding people. It, it's funny, like my experience with empathy, why I said that above anything else was like, you really get to see someone like, you know, the physical layer of the clothes being evaporated. That's one like metaphysical manifestation. Sorry, big word. You're that, that being gone it's like that's one way of like taking off layers of protection but also when you're in that kind of environment you're next to someone you are you know holding them you're very close you're probably gonna be in such an environment where you're so close and that you're doing something so intimate that is I'm not gonna say sacred because so few people do with that person but sacred because it's just a very intense system it's a very strong kind of physical reaction we have you could trigger something like, you know, positive, something negative, but it's a very, you know, emotionally sensitive state. When you see someone that bears their self so much that like their real inner self, to me, sex was one of those chances for you to go, wow, this is eye-opening to just know someone else is this, this incredibly beautiful, like, person that I am now understanding, like, understanding layer after layer of this person. And kind of ties into why I think a personal connection makes it more you know important to me but that's that was something I found just you know mind-blowing was the intensity of that connection so empathy through sex decent band name but I think you know a really good takeaway from that I mean I think I learned kind of what I need in order to like feel comfortable being intimate with a person that like hookup culture isn't isn't really for me I kind of in my journey found that like I either wanted I wanted basically a relationship or like a friends with benefits situation if they wanted to be more casual, but I like need to know the person well enough to feel comfortable, like being vulnerable with them. And I need to kind of understand like their communication style better and know that like, I won't be rejected, I guess, or like that I can just like fully be myself with them, which is hard to do if, if you just want to hook up with a stranger. So I've just learned that, that I just can't do that. Both sides are hard, like both sides, like getting into a relationship and taking risks, but also like meeting strangers and like hoping to get some sort of like connection or intimacy or like fulfill your sexual needs. Like there's, there's no winning for most of the time, unless you meet somebody who's like a good match for you and wants the same things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the you know, communicating like what you guys want and like mismatches on that and miscommunication mm-hmm. and stuff is definitely like the center of, of a lot of pain when it comes to hookup culture. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the second thing that I was thinking about that I did learn is that like, I need to know how to communicate better. Um, in like my few experiences hooking up with people, I haven't been able to share like what I was actually feeling or thinking. I've just said whatever came to my mind first as like a defense of what I was actually thinking. So it just like, it either helped me to, to hurt myself more in the process or uh, I know it's so sad or I didn't get what I want anyway. And I could have asked for it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you, you know, had that realization and like took steps to like better take care of you and 
on that note, Carly and I actually just did an episode before this about people pleasing. So if you haven't listened to that, you can go check that out. It was a great episode. And then before that, we did another episode on virginity and kind of people pleasing as well. So great episodes for you to check out if what Carly kind of was just saying resonates with you at all. So yeah, (laughs) totally. Question three is what advice do you have for others? So if someone is maybe fresh out of a relationship or going into college or is just in a point in their lives where they're really kind of involved in hookup culture, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, um, I guess first piece of advice is don't do anything that you don't want to do. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. Um, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And I think also just knowing that exploring is completely valid and hooking up is totally fine. And if you need to do that in order to explore your um, sexuality, not even just your sexual like orientation, but also just your own sexuality, like as a person having a sense of like sexuality and exploring can be a huge part of that. Like hookups can be a great way to realize what you do and don't like in bed. And so then when you get into a relationship, you can kind of bring that to the table. I think also, you know, just be safe, you know, both physically, condoms, et cetera, um, but also emotionally be sure that every member in the hookup knows what's going on and what page everyone's on and that no one's like, maybe catching feels if that isn't what the other person wants and just like be very open about that because it can it can be hard not to uh feel something if you're having sex with someone it's totally possible to have a completely platonic casual friends with benefits hookup situation but also just be sure you're very open about feelings and making sure that people are not um you know getting hurt where it could be avoided but yeah have fun with it do what makes you happy. I would have the advice of just don't think about that. The idea is like, if something develops out of that, if you like find someone that you're into and like you want to pursue that, that's definitely something that can happen. But don't go into college expecting it and like looking out for it and like trying to capture it down. It'll happen if, it, if that's what you want to do. It'll happen. You'll figure it out. You'll find like people that are like that and you'll kind of go into that, but try not to force it. Just go to, go to parties just to have fun, just to like hang out with your friends, just to meet new people. Don't ever, I don't know if anyone ever thinks this, but don't ever think about like not getting into a relationship, being scared about like forming like a long-term relationship because you'll miss out on like the hookup culture. Because like I straight out, straight out of welcome week, I had a girlfriend and like, I didn't miss out on anything. There was nothing that was like, that like I wasn't able to do because like, oh, I had a girlfriend. Like you, like, it's just, don't be afraid of making permanent things and finding like permanent good relationships. And on the other hand, don't be afraid to just go out there and, you know, go around a little bit, try new things. I feel like a lot of people get ahead of what they're supposed to do in college and like what they're expected to do. And that's not something you should be focused on. I mean, first of all, school, I'm always in the thing you should be focused on, you know, learning and that, but like also in the social part, like I feel like social is a, is a big part of it. And like, just kind of focus on meeting new people and making friends and, getting out there and just kind of like experiencing life.
keeping in mind cultural relevancy and religious relevancy in the conversation, I would just say sex is not as big of a deal as society makes it out to be. So much anxiety that people put around like losing their virginity and around hooking up and casual sex. And this could be in part because I was raised to believe this type of thing. I was raised very like secularly, like just to not think of sex as this huge deal, just to think of it as a fun activity that you do respectfully with another person and consensually with another person or persons. And like, it's just like riding a bike or dancing. And of course there's more risk involved because like, for example, if you're in a heterosexual sexual encounter, you could get pregnant if you're a woman or a person that has a uterus. And if you're in any sexual encounter, you could get an STI. So, I mean, there are risks involved and it's an activity that's fun that you should be like cautious about the repercussions potentially. But other than that, if you are responsible and you are ready and your body is ready, like you should just go for it. Like anxiety shouldn't be something that gets in your way about it. From my personal experience, I found it like therapeutic to actually like have a bit of fun after like a bad breakup or something. But everyone's different because for some people, they might need to process like a bad breakup a bit differently. But from my past experience, I found that sort of like having hookups after a breakup had helped me. But at the same time, you got to be careful that the people are still respecting and treating you right, especially like with Tinder and stuff like going for someone that you've only talk to like on tinder just like a few messages it's not really wise to like meet someone immediately you should probably talk to them for a while if you're using an app and make sure you feel comfortable because sometimes using the apps can be a little bit dicey there's a lot of things i would want to say because like i i for one think about where i was in my life and what i needed to hear not just for you know hookup culture but just developing life in general for me, that moment, again, was going to college and just meeting, you know, hundreds of people like every weekend, not even people that you were, you know, sexually interested in, but just all kinds of people. And I would say, you know, with that kind of mentality, there is always something you can learn or understand about someone. There is a lesson in everything. And when you approach every single person you meet as you approach it like a student where I want to understand before I make my next judgment. Because, you know, who's to say that the person that you meet isn't about to just give you some life-shattering advice or isn't about to give you some shred of knowledge or teach you something like empathy or, you know, hey, maybe that person that you don't start off on the right foot is someone who understands something about you or is someone that you end up having a very personal moment with. You could easily just be like, oh, this person's a waste of my time this person's an idiot, this person is, you know, whatever. This isn't even to say it's a good lesson. Maybe you put trust in someone and you don't receive it back the way you need to. But now you understand like, wait a minute, I should have communicated differently or I should have read the signs a little bit differently or maybe I should seek advice from someone else. Maybe I need therapy. Maybe it's okay to have therapy. Maybe it's okay to open my mind up to all these different ideas. But I needed to kind of have a, 
big old slice of humble pie and realized I didn't have it all figured out. But the important thing is that's okay. And the best way to learn is to have friends, mentors, you know, anybody who you can just be like, how do I understand this? Or how do I do that? Or what do you think about this? It's so tough um, because, because I don't know everyone, right? So I can only give advice for, I guess, like my past self or my future self. This is the things that I think I would like to know. So the first is that like experimentation is important, but when you experiment, make sure to have like a support system or like things there for you so that if you do take a misstep that you are able to help yourself in the process. Cause I know dating and hooking up and when emotions get involved, it gets, it gets sticky and it gets tough and make sure that you have like friends and, you know, all of your like self-care tools to, to help pick you back up when you get into a mess, but also like you could learn new things about yourself along the way too. So you don't like have to expect the worst, but like gives you maybe the extra cushion to feel like you can seek discomfort a little bit more mm-hmm. in that way, knowing that you have like a safety net of people and things that can help you if, if something does go wrong. I think that another thing is know yourself and know your boundaries, which is kind of what we talked about in the past few episodes too, of just like being aware of, of who you are and what you want. And when something does go too far, what you want to do and how, how you want to get yourself out of that situation. And then I think the, the final one I was thinking was, it was just like communication is key. I think it's like just baseline what's necessary. Like you're not going to get what you want unless you ask for it. And the best sexual experiences you have, or like the best experiences you have with anybody in general is based on like, whether you're making sure that you tell people what you need and, and talking about how to get what you need if, if they're not doing what you need. All right, and now it's time for our bonus question, which is... How has COVID-19 and the pandemic and the shutdown and everything, how has that impacted hookup culture for you? And what have you done about it? How have you gone about navigating it and dealing with it? This is a question that not everyone answered because it wasn't applicable to everyone. So we just have a couple people on here to talk about their experience with dating and hookup culture in the pandemic. Yikes. Well, uh, COVID-19 has definitely made things a little more difficult to navigate. When it came to be like summer, autumn, into winter was when it was really bad. And I was just like craving human interaction in a sexual type of way, in a romantic type of way. I was just so desperate for romantic and or sexual interaction that I would be like romantically involved with someone that wasn't even who I was necessarily physically attracted to just because I needed that attention and I was falling into old habits that I thought I got over. It, it's really interesting. It, it made me regress in some ways, like in my progress 
with figuring out what are boundaries that I need to set for myself and putting my needs and what I am attracted to first, rather than like the first time someone is attracted to me, I just jump on that opportunity because I haven't had it in so long, you know? And so I've been, I was finding myself doing that a lot and uh, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Then in 2021, I took maybe like three months to not date at all. And then I started going on dating apps again in like March, no sex, no nothing like that. No kissing, but just, you know, meeting up with people and just going on dates, socially distanced and all that stuff. Then I came to Portland. When I moved up here, I wanted to kind of, because people have been getting vaccinated now, I got vaccinated. It's one of those things where I was ready to actually like have sex again, potentially, and like kiss and like be intimate. Living in Portland for a month, I thought like, oh, I would get back into hookup culture for real. I was like thinking that I would do the college thing where I was hooking up with men, but like just to be hooking up with women now that I know that I'm a lesbian, like fully. I thought I would be doing that, but then suddenly um, (laughs) uh, someone liked me on the app Her, and then I took that person on a date. Things have been going really well since then, and they are actually my partner now. So I just wanted to let everybody know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel if if you're open to it. Yeah, it gets better. (laughs) That's a fun question. So I met my partner during this pandemic. And beforehand, I was like, I don't want to use online dating. It wasn't for me. Like, it was fine if people did. And I don't care what they used it for. Long-term, short-term hookups, you know, who cares? Like, teach their own. But I didn't use it because, like, I was like, I want to meet someone doing what I do. So, like, whether that's volunteering or through, like, D&D or, like, video gaming and reading or just whatever. I was going to meet them however I met them so we'd have something in common. And, you know, that was fine but you know I would only ever meet people like myself and then through online dating I'm like okay give it a shot there's you know so many people there and so so many that are completely different from you I know it's not a normal approach to say I want to meet someone completely different from me let's spin the wheel but using online dating it was maybe you find something that you have something random in common but for the most part you could be completely different individuals And at a certain point that clicked in my brain that I'm like, if what I'm doing isn't working out, let's try something completely different. And I used one of the dating apps and I found my partner. And at first we were, you know, kind of chit-chatting like, so how do we mediate meeting each other, talking like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to meet in person and, you know, six feet, like, what do we do? It was, it was kind of funny. It's like a little song and dance of like, I mean, we both have attitudes similar on the pandemic. Like, let's not, but I'd like to. And then after enough chit chatter, we're like, okay, let's, let's figure out a time and a place we can actually meet each other socially distanced, but also like outside in public, it ended up being like coffee. Then it was just to walk outside, you know, masks on able to just feel comfortable, but also leave the situation anytime we wanted. And then we continued these sort of like, you know, brief kind of encounters just until we felt like, you know, are you a weirdo? Am I a weirdo? You know, like, well, you know, what's, what's good. 
eventually like with you know testing and being able to this message persons you know hey this is my social circle this is yours and through quarantining eventually it became that like okay we've been hanging out with each other enough times that you know we we've entered social circle friends ish level of where we're at and so at a certain point it was just like okay I mean, let's hang out without masks and whatever and it was just like oh, okay cool so this is you know normal and i guess it kind of worked out because that was plenty of time to get to know the person without taking that level of that, that off it was like oh huh. it's like a metaphor <laughs> and it it was weird because we were like okay we're here i don't want to hang out with too many people in the pandemic I already hang out with you. And if one of us gets it, the other one's going to probably get it, but we don't have it. We'll just keep getting tested. So we just kept interacting with each other. And for a relationship starting in the pandemic, just hanging out that consistently, it made things just go really fast. And so we're just like, hey, I can't go see my parents over Thanksgiving. You can't see yours. You want to spend Thanksgiving together? And so we did. And then it's like, well, I can't go home for Christmas. So do you want to hang out for Christmas, New Year's? Okay, that too. And that's, that's something that, you know, waits a couple months. For us, it was like, you know, like one or two. <laughs> it was insane how fast it was. And, you know, we're both mid, you know, 20s adults. It's not like, oh, yeah, it's um, like high school. Let's just get things done in like two weeks. No, we were both like, no, let's Let's, we're adults, stay slow, do things right, get to know the person and make calls as we need to. But we, we found our comfort level really fast just because, you know, pandemic times. Look, if, if, you, if you have not been able to bear yourself and understand like who you are at the core to survive in this pretty intense COVID situation, you know, if you can, you know, show that to someone, you kind of speed run any percent your relationship status. and that there's no judgment on that, but it was just so weird just being like, oh, hey, I've met someone that's really, really important to me and we've lived together now. So it's like, holy crap. Now that's, that's not everyone's experience dating or whatever, but for me, dating in pandemic is just, the way it's looking out, it's a story I'll be telling for a long time. It's just insane. And, you know, I, I couldn't think entering the pandemic, I'd find a significant other for a long time, but I guess, you know, that's just one of the weird ways life works out. I feel like when I tell people about that, the funny thing is people just go, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like, there's no, like, are you sure? Is it too fast? Are you, you want to rethink about it? Like everybody, friends, family, strangers, they're like, no, that, that just kind of follows the logic. People, you know, before this would judge it all, like going too fast. And now people are like, nah, cheers. Like, great. People have had to really, you know, understand from their own positions what they've had to give up or sacrifice, even the small things like working from home or not seeing friends and family except on video call. People are just so used to a rapid change that when a new idea or new perspective or a, a new social norm arises, people are more willing to go, you know what? I've had a really long year and you know, this, this does not matter that much. Let's just give it a shot. I know I'm really lucky where my personal perspective comes in. It's not like I survived too much in the hookup culture, but I, I found a relationship and finding that in pandemic and not in pandemic at all, that's pretty tough. And 
I'm not going to have to brush up on flirting skills because my crappy flirting is practiced every single day. Woo! Stupid cheesy jokes, 25-7 over here. It's been fun. And I, and I hope everyone else, my friends, if they, you know, if they're desiring relationships, that they, they can start doing it. Maybe all these bread bakers, coffee makers, candle makers, cross-stitchers, quilters, gardeners, you know, everyone is able to meet a new partner that has that interest. They're going to be able to find each other. And because pandemic has kind of forced people to not go crazy with a side hobby or a side hustle, there are now like end level new connections that everyone can make. People have grown in a lot of ways. I think that a lot of people are going to come out not as not just as stronger, more, you know, enthusiastic, empathetic individuals, but just cooperative, understanding and just developed kind of identities. I can't speak much on it because around the time that COVID started, I was like very firmly into the idea that I was just going to be by myself. Um, I know. Well, it was because it was perfect timing anyway. I was going to be in my house and like not doing anything. And then during cuffing season is usually like when I get like the feeling that I like want to have a partner, want to be around somebody. So I got back on apps in like November, October-ish. But then things didn't work out there. So I was like, delete all my apps, like not doing it anymore. But mm -hmm. in, in the time that I was on the apps, dating in general is super weird. So mm -hmm. for me, it was more of like navigating dating stuff and navigating hookup stuff. But it feels risky when you're out meeting strangers in, in public places. And like, you don't really know if they've actually, like, it's the same thing with STI testing in general, but like, you don't know if people have been tested or not, or like, you don't know if they're telling the truth, if they say they've tested negative. And so you have to put a lot of trust into the people that you choose to meet up with during COVID times, at least. My difficulty is like, just trying to navigate like time spacing and what people feel comfortable changing in their own lives to be able to like allow for us to meet up at all. There's a lot of emphasis just on like, if it works or not, like there's, there's a lot of pressure on it. Like if it works or if it doesn't work, people put a lot of effort into going out at all. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so the one time you go out and it doesn't work, it's like, well, dang, like I, I put all this effort in and now I've got to like, well, especially during the times when people are serious, like now I've got to like quarantine for two weeks or like wait to get tested again before I go see my next person. And for the people that were like very serious about just making sure it's a lot of pressure for like your first meeting, especially. episode thank you so much for listening and thank you to our guests for coming on and sharing their experiences i really appreciate it it was really fun for me to make this episode our guests are on social media i'll be linking their links their socials in the description so check that out speaking of social medias we're on Instagram at the Virgin and the Bees podcast, so you can find us on there. 
And yeah, wherever you're listening to this, follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you did enjoy this episode, I would greatly appreciate if you maybe share it with a friend or write a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps the podcast grow. But thank you so much for your time. Have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, whatever it may be, and keep on buzzing.